I'm Michael Laurie, and you're listening to the Ulster Rugby Roundup. Hello again, and welcome to our special Schools Cup podcast. So it's Method against Campbell in this year's showpiece final, and with me, Jared Hanna, to discuss it all, our dog and rabbit. Hello. And Adam McKenna. Hello again. It feels a little bit weird that we've just, if you haven't listened to this week's regular Ulster Rugby Roundup podcast, we've just literally finished recording it and now we're starting again. I feel a little bit stale, feel like I should have had a walk around the office there, had a coffee, but we don't have time, I'm such as the fast I'm still not. Sh- I'm still not sure which one's going out first, so Who I knows? don't know. Who knows? That's, I, that's I don't know like whether to say hello again or uh, yeah. just hello. So isn't it? Somebody definitely should have made a coffee. Yeah, look, it's too late now. It I, I've got water if that counts. My water bottle is sitting on my kitchen table at home. Well, it's useless nice. to you. Useless to you there. So let's begin with a look back at the two teams' run to the final. First of all, Methody, then. They've been the favourites all season. We've been talking them up. Um, you guys were at the semi final. I wasn't at that one. But 19 3 win over Wallace. Um, not really tested by the look of the scoreline, anyway. There's a key moment, I thought, in the second half where Wallace got a penalty and uh, they kicked it and brought it back to 5-3 it was at the time. Now, it was the right call to go for the posts. Um, I'm not disputing that. But it was just one of those ones where you knew that Methy were going to go and score more points and you just wondered if Wallace would be able to do the same. So at that time, you are sort of thinking to yourself, should they go to the corner and try and at least tie this up and make it a bit more interesting, as opposed to just pulling back within two? Um, so, and then Methody just basically turned on the style to finish it off in uh, in really good fashion, and they completely deserved their win. Their backs were brilliant. They were the difference. You're looking at Chris Larmer, who's got great feet, uh, you've got John Fletcher and Robbie Armstrong, the centre, who are a great centre pairing. And then obviously you've got Ethan McElroy at fullback, who just has that X factor. You know, we, we talked about Jordan Larmer on the other podcast. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying Ethan McElroy is going to step straight into Jordan Larmer's footsteps, but he is that kind of guy who he'll come into the line and all of a sudden one quick step and he's away. Uh, and add to that, he's a, he's got a decent boot on him as well. So. Mm-hmm. Methody were they've got through to the final quite easily while facing some very tough opponents and that's probably the most impressive thing and the fact was they never really had to get out of third gear to mm-hmm. to beat Wallace yeah what, what did you make of them that semi-final John? that's the first time you've seen them this season wasn't it yeah, yeah it was um, I think Adam probably hit the nail on the head like um, Wallace could well be the second best team in the province and um, Methody took care of them pretty handily. Like um, Chris Larmer um, on the wing is somebody to really watch out for. He is. Yeah, it's in- interesting that that showed because in the quarterfinal that was the the standout for me as well. Yeah, he was the he was the one that you're like, oh, right, this guy's gonna tear everybody apart. Like he is incredibly, incredibly quick, and has got good feet. And um, Thomas Armstrong as well, the ten I thought was quite impressive in. Weather that probably wasn't uh, wasn't great. The thing with Methody is like it's been five or six years, four or five years since they won this competition, which is an eternity for Methody. Like they are obviously hugely hugely motivated to 
to win this competition and um, an awful lot of the boys as well from talking to a few of them were in that team that got to the final that were beat by Inst for the end of their um, three in a row two years ago as fifth years because it's quite a it's quite an old um, method of team there's an awful lot of upper sixth boys on that team so they do a number of them do have experience of playing in the final they've now had their semi-finals so they'll be as used to playing in Kingspan and the occasion as Campbell will be obviously having won um, last year and there's that thing as you say with them all being upper safe this is it for this team this is this is it peak yeah I think a lot of people forget you know in schools rugby it's not a team that you keep constant for several years you do lose half your team every three years or every, every year every you lose year, yeah. uh, half your team effectively. So, yeah, like that—that that is something you do have to factor in that this is last chance saloon for Methody um, in terms of this group of kids. So, and they didn't uh, win the medallion either. So, um, yeah, so, oh, surprisingly so. I, I don't know whether that's fair to say or not, but um, given how they're talked about now as an age group, they didn't win medallions, so they haven't won. You know they they haven't won anything, so mm-hmm. this is their chance to um, show that this is the team. Like people have talked about this team in the same way they speak about the Methody team of Paddy Jackson, Craig Gilroy, yeah. Nyla Nett, Mike Allen, mm-hmm. which when you think of it, like four um, four professional players out of that team, um, that's an incredible way to talk about um, a school's team. Who was it beat them in that medallion final? You remember we had it? Was it Ernst? I think it, yeah, I think it's beat them. But it wasn't even the final, was it? Then they got beaten the semi. No, was it not? Well, that's right. Yeah, they got beaten the semi final because Ince beat Wallace yeah. in the final. That's what it was. The, the that's right because um, Nathan Doak was scrum half yeah. in that team as well. The thing for me about Methody is whenever you come into schools teams, a lot of people look for who are the representative players who plays for Ulster under 18s, who plays for Adam under mm-hmm. 19s or whatever. Methody don't have anybody in their pack who is a representative player, which probably sounds a bit bizarre, given that they are the best team in Ulster. But it's it's that collective, and I think it's the fact that most of these guys are upper sixth, that there is a collective strength in that pack, and even in the team as a whole, as opposed to they rely on their big names. Because, you know, we talk about Ethan McElroy and uh, Chris Larmer, Thomas Armstrong, guys in those back line. But, you know, I was just as impressed with John Fletcher as I was with Robbie Armstrong. And Fletcher isn't a representative player as Armstrong was. I thought Daniel Humphreys was really good at hooker in that semi-final. Um, I thought Max Little had a good game at uh, at Locke. Um, Adam Reid got, got two of the three tries in that game. But his work around the park was incredible. He was a really good uh, jackaling open side, which I was really impressed with. He got at least two turnovers, might have been three in that game. So, you know, the, these guys, just because they're not uh, representative guys that people look out for, they've still got a heck of a lot of talent in that pack. And I think there is a real collective sense of this team really bands together. Is it a worry that then the three schools cup games so far they scored ninety five points so they eased a nineteen three win over Wallace before then they put twenty nine points on Inst and really could have had more if they wanted to with about fifteen twenty minutes to go they just 
far as I'm concerned, sort of stopped playing a little bit and as they were quite entitled to do, such had their dominance been. And then uh, in round four, beat Dalriada 47-7. So they haven't actually been tested yet. I think especially schools like Methody, they know that this could happen. That they may, especially in the early rounds, not be playing teams that are as good as them but what Methody always do and an awful lot of the other big schools as well do is before they get involved in schools cup action they'll play teams from down south in January so they'll stack their fixture list essentially to give them really difficult games against the best schools teams in all of Ireland um, in that sort of time period building in so that they're primed I suppose for a schools cup run before it even starts and then you yeah. will see them put 40 points on whoever they normally end up playing in the fourth round or things like that you know yeah okay uh, well after the the semi-final win over Wallace Adam you were there and you spoke to somebody whose name I'm just trying to, to bring up here Daniel you, Humphreys Hooker Daniel Humphreys you did indeed so here's a little bit of what he had to say um, looking ahead to the final and back at the semi-final yeah, that's what we work for all year long. Like you don't, you know, you don't do the early mornings. You don't do the late nights without getting to well, the day after St Paddy's Day, and uh, it's a good occasion for the whole school. And these are the days you want you want to be involved in when you first run the method. Tough game against Wallace. It was tight for a long time, but you guys pulled away at the end. What was it that uh, got you over the line? Uh, they defended. They defended like savages. I mean, that was a credit to our school. Like that was. Um, but I felt like in those moments you got to get that sort of cup savvy in, and you got to sub sort of. When you start losing the ball, you've got to look to just tighten up all the loose ends and when you get to that point, you've got to get down to the 22 and stop thinking about scoring dads and tries, start coming away with points and I felt like we did that towards the end of the second half. That was the key to get us over the line because that wall seemed to have fought for, for, two, you know, for as long as we needed to but the key was just getting over the line when we had to. Packed up two tries, you guys must be feeling pretty good about yourselves. Yeah, I would say to be fair now, um, some days in the backs wouldn't think, or some days when the ball would have in the forwards, we've just got to tighten everything up. But when our lineup functions and when our scrum functions, and a carry like from our captain there for that second try, that's the kind of stuff that we need to on, on more on the 18th of March definitely, because today I felt like it was just a wee bit lax at times. You guys are the favourites, and you're coming up against Campbell. How do you see the final going? Can you handle the pressure of being the favourites? Well, they're the holders, so it's uh, it's equal amounts of pressure for both teams. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you do, should be a great game. They're a fantastic side, so we're looking forward to that anyway. And uh, getting stuck in the 18th of March. So let's talk a little bit about Campbell. Then we were all at that semi-final. They they beat Royal School at Armagh 12-10. Hi. Very good question. Um, Armagh completely dominated them up front um, and yet Campbell somehow came through to win. Johnny, you were saying that they only had three forays into the 22 and they scored in, with two of them and that was the winning of the game. Campbell's defence was just incredible. They're so well regimented in, that, uh, in their defensive sets that... Armas, the only way that they were going to get through them was through the uh, through them all or through their forwards, and they just couldn't get themselves set up enough to do that. So that that for me is where Campbell's strength lies, and that for me is where they can win this game is through their defense. If they can almost choke Methody sort of in that uh, in the tight and make sure that their forwards don't get any momentum to open up the gaps for the backs, 
then there's every chance that they could just stifle Methody's attack. But they need to be spot on in that defence. It needs to be working at optimal capacity. Otherwise, you know, that Methody could run rings around them because, you know, you look at that backline for Methody. But Campbell just need to be as clinical as they were in the semi-final and they need to have their defence on point. It was their defence that won it in that, that semi-final, really. Yeah, I mean, look, Campbell were a team based on sound defensive structure last year. Like It's mm. something that Brian Robinson has really, really focused on, and you can see that they do have a number of um, effective strike moves as well to play off set piece. Um, obviously, the influence of Nathan Doak, he was there um, last year and is still coming in. What did I say there? I am having a nightmare with the name today. <laughs> um, yeah, his son's just popping in every yeah. now and again to to uh, <laughs> to, tr- to train his peers. Um, <laughs> Neil Doak coming in um, once a week, so you can see the influence of that as well. Um, I think like Campbell have to have to be given credit for getting past uh, Royal Skill Armagh team who played really, really, really well just didn't, um, maybe didn't create enough chances whereas Campbell were unbelievably clinical as we say scoring two tries from basically three visits to the opposition 22 the key to the game for me is going to be Methody's attack against Campbell's defence obviously but what you need to see from Methody is patience because especially at this level you want to see people trying things and you want to see a level of ambition in the attack but maybe it was just taken a little bit too far in the semi-final where I think you could tell Methody were really really trying to play and they knew that they had the talent to do it but they just didn't really build a score in any way to make the game safe as Adam said it was 5-3 so you want to see these talented backs play but you want to find that right balance between ambitious offloads out of the tackle and um, more pragmatic way to uh, break the opposition down. You had to feel so sorry for Arma that day, really, didn't you? I mean, they had they they were leading for so long. I think like just before Campbell got their late try, like everybody went, "Campbell are going to win yeah. this." And you're yeah. like, uh, but you you could see it coming, like, um, but. It just, Armad deserved probably to win, I think, especially when you consider then those two kicks at the end of the game, um, which we should discuss, the, the, the two kicks to win it, and the second one probably shouldn't have been shouldn't have been kicked. I mean, it was incredibly Sorry. harsh on the kicker. It was the second was one I still near the halfway line, line, really. They didn't it? go for the corner, yeah, but it was just outside the 10 metre line. Um, and for some reason, they went for goal. Like, credit to um, credit to the guy. He nearly had the distance. Like yeah. he was very he was very close to landing for, it. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I couldn't believe they didn't go to the corner. Given how strong the mall had been all game, exactly. um, given that it was probably the better option, I think some pro teams might have gone for the corner from there. Um, let alone skills teams. But yeah, the like, Armagh played a. Great game. You could see that their forward pack was by far the better of the two. Um, and I, I really do think that 
on another day, you know, it, it would have been them in the final and not Campbell. But at the same time, flip that round, give Campbell a lot of credit for grinding yeah. out that win. You know, again, a lot of other teams would have gone for the corner from Armas kick. A lot of other teams wouldn't have scored two out of the three times that they made it into the 22. So Campbell have a lot of big game experience in that team. They have 12 players in this side who were in the final last year, which is massive. That that ability to know how to play games in Kingspan Stadium cannot be overlooked because coming in, you're overawed by what seven, eight thousand people who are gonna show up and be cheering you on. There's so much pressure on your shoulders because you gotta bear in mind that these kids have to go into school the next day and <laughs> You know, whatever the result was, people are gonna people are gonna be talking about the game. So th- there's a whole lot of pressure. This is the most pressured game that any school kid is gonna play in Ulster. So I think the fact that Campbell have been there, they've done it. That'll stand them in really good stead. Um, and I think the fact that they had to battle to get into the final as well will be a massive mm-hmm. boost for them too, because Methody. Okay, they've, they've faced some tough teams, but they've put them aside very easily. Campbell have had to battle tooth and nail to get to this final, and I yeah. think that'll have them feeling really confident they could go one step and retain the title. Yeah, they obviously just uh, sneaked the win over Armagh um, in round four. Um, they didn't have it all their own way against Sullivan either, 19-13 winning that one. Then they did put 38 points on Ennis, Skill and Royal in the quarterfinal. But, um, it's, it's funny, I've, I've seen Campbell the whole way to the final this year by sheer coincidence he's the biggest fan <laughs> well he's he looked ahead to the final and back at that semi-final win um, we spoke to their captain Rex Tinsley it was a very tough game on our class of opposition we always knew it was going to be a dog fight and that's what it was they played really well they really pushed us to our limits and we, to be fair to us we stood strong defence was excellent and we just need to bring that forward but we do have work ons we can take that now and take our coaches and they'll be able to sort that out hopefully what do you say during the second half? I mean, there's 10 minutes to go, less than 10 minutes. You're still trailing, trailing and Armagh are still having so much of the ball. What do you say? Yeah, I'm just asking the boys to dig deep and just think about what we've been doing the last two weeks and just do the basics well. First up hits, bouncing out the tackles and then just getting into them and hopefully trying to exit well. But like, that's clinical, this level. So that, that's what I'm asking them to do. I'm asking them to dig deep and to be fair, they did do it. So. You talked to me about Connor Rankin then, got the try and held his nerve for that conversion, then ended up winning it. Yeah, he's, he's a class player, he's a class act, and uh, Barry Connor, he's, um, he's going places, he's a really good player, and um, he's, just, he's a credit to the team, credit to the school. So our man had those uh, kicks right at the last, and uh, yeah, what's going through your head? Yeah, I, was, um, uh, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't happy, I was very disappointed, I was, I was getting emotional, I didn't know how it was going to go, and I'm just happy it came out the way it did, I was, uh, I was nearly on one knee at the end. Right, so it's going to be uh, Methody's attack against Campbell's defence. I think that's uh, fairly certain. Which one's going to come out on top? I I think Methody will have just enough cutting edge in attack to overcome what's going to be a really strong Campbell defence. I would agree with that. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I... I always feel that a final's a great equaliser where, you know, teams, no matter how good they've been up to this point, 
something about a final just always gets to players. So I, I think it's going to be tight, but I do think Methody's attack uh, will have enough to overcome the Campbell defence. Mm. But it's, it's one of those ones where if Campbell can find a way to stifle Methody's creativity, then that takes out a lot of what Methody can can do on attack, and you never know. It's yeah. allegedly going to be a clear day on Monday. <laughs> allegedly being Alleg- the keyword. Allegedly. Um, I suppose the worry for Campbell would be if Methody managed to get an early score or two early scores in the first half, it Campbell have to come out a little bit, and then you could see Methody picking them apart. Well, it's one. It's one where the Campbell defense has to be good from the off. You know, that's what their game is built around. It's built around stopping other teams from scoring and then making the most of the limited opportunities that they get. So if their defence can't do the job at one end, particularly early in the game, then yeah, you, you absolutely start to worry that you know the, the thing can fall apart. Yeah. I, don't, like, I don't think we should make it sound like there's no possibility of Campbell doing. No, I'm, I'm not. Oh no, no, I, I know you're not. <laughs> just the general tone of what we've said so far. Like it's not like Campbell can't attack. Like their scrum half, um, Gaskin is a good player. Their fullback Connor Rankin um, mm. is a brilliant player. You can create stuff out of nothing. Um, their number eight, um, Toby Alamio. Yeah, he like he had a quiet enough semi final, but I've seen him be a very destructive mm. runner before. So like there are good attacking options there for Campbell as well like obviously yeah uh, well I think I'd, I'm going to say as well I think Matthew are going to win so a clean sweep for that so um, given our record I don't think we should be surprised if Campbell proves us wrong um, <laughs> but Matthew of course are looking to do the double after winning the medallion final yesterday um, they beat Ballymena Academy 17-12 and the story of that final really Jonathan was the kicker Ryan Lindsay yeah, like it was um, obviously Storm Gareth, um, not just beside me in the press box, but um, out in the field as well. Uh, didn't hear um, enough of that yesterday. If there's one thing I, I can didn't imagine, hear enough of yesterday, I can Storm imagine. Um, yes, yeah, so for him to uh, nail the conversion that he did from the uh, from the touchline in that wind, it really was an incredible kick. Um, I thought Methody. Obviously, Bellamy Academy started really, really well, um, putting all the pressure on for the first number of minutes. But um, Methody, I thought, played really, really well. Not dissimilar to their senior team, um, just with the amount of talent that they seem to have in that backline. Um, but then, like, the hooker had a really good game. The number eight had a good game for them as well. Uh, it looked like a really good team. It was an entertaining game. Um, yeah. Medallion f- final normally is because teams can't really defend as well so like you see an awful lot of uh, nice attacking rugby which mm-hmm. is what we got yesterday I like properly enjoyed the game like yeah I don't know whether you saw last night um, John Cooney had, had a little tweet about uh, Lindsay after so he, he kicked that that conversion that you mentioned from like wide on the right touch line was ridiculous because I, I spoke to him afterwards and he yeah. was just like oh well you know like the wind was behind me so I don't know, it was fine like you know he was like no no it was ridiculously good stop being modest about that and then uh, somebody had tagged John Cooney in the, the our story of it and was just like oh uh, the new John Cooney here and then John was like yeah I could learn something from him which is just really nice from, from Ulster's kicker and would probably mean a lot to him yeah like um, I sort of spoke to John Cooney about something similar a while ago um, that I just remember like 
sort of making the effort to interact with fans and it is something that means a lot to people but it probably does mean that he gets um, talked to a lot more on Twitter I suppose because people are like now trying to get a response from him but um, no he's um, he's always very good with his um, with his time and stuff like that and he I think he appreciates that it probably takes him 30 seconds but it does mean yeah. uh, mean an awful lot to people absolutely and uh, I did a story on it last night so man I got more hits but that's beside <laughs> the point um uh, the match itself then because Balamena scored after what like inside two minutes possibly um, yeah and they were looking really really good the, the first maybe ten minutes looked like Balamena could go on and, and win this not easily but they certainly looked favourites at that point absolutely yeah um, obviously at that stage they had, they had the win behind them but um, they started yes, I sort of forgot how strong the win yeah. was do you think that was the yeah I think it, yeah, it probably, probably had a lot to more do than we were it. thinking about at the time um, but it was sort of like the Ulster Treviso game a few weeks ago like Balamina scored at the very start scored at the very end and then <laughs> in between it was um, all methody yeah but uh, no, like they, they they had some good performances as well. I think they were probably unfortunate to lose their hooker, um, James Cameron, to injury. He had started really well. Yeah, stop stealing my points. <laughs> that's just my point. I was telling you that yesterday. That was my <laughs> point. That was my that was my big thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought James Cameron was very good until he went off and felt that that might have had a big influence on the result. The continue. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's right, Gareth. That's uh, <laughs> I, I agree. Um, but yeah. Um, I, I was impressed with both sides, but um, again, the Methody backline with a number of their packs thrown in were very, very impressive. Like, they had a mall at one stage that went a third of the pitch um, <laughs> to uh, sort of get them back into the game, almost sort of reset them, it seemed, after the shaky start. But And you have to remember as well, like, go, it sounds obvious, but that's a full-size pitch with... Um, mm-hmm. You know, guys that are far from full size, so <laughs> <laughs> that's the most bizarre way to describe a medallion rugby team. But fair play, you yeah. guys are far from full <laughs> size. Yeah. Like it's it is a big thing because they're playing on. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I've got actual work to do today, so you know what? Well, I, I don't need this nonsense. What are the things you look at? I'm sorry, that just really tickled me. I'm trying to bring this back to serious and Gareth is absolutely losing it over here. <laughs> One of the things about the medallion shield is you do look at it as these guys are the ones who are going to obviously supplement the senior sides in a couple of years. So you'd expect Methley and Balamina to be uh, to have good sides yeah. competing for the Schools Cup in a couple of years. I know Balamina were sort of talking this year in terms of their first 15 about maybe being a year away from being ready. So uh, certainly it looks like they've got plenty of good players coming up from uh, medallion age to supplement them for well they, they obviously won the medallion as well last yeah. year you know <laughs> I, feel, I feel like uh, Bradley Walsh on the chase whenever he has to like stifle his laughter anyway that's that's pretty much us for our um, Schools Cup bonus edition so we'll be back with our normal edition next week when we'll be looking back to the Ireland's Six Nations game in Wales and ahead to Ulster's home game against Southern Kings. And uh, we will also deal with all the schools. Cup. What are you, what are you smiling at me for? <laughs> Nothing. 
<laughs> and we'll also do with all this, this Queen's Cup final reaction next week with the two guys and Michael Sadler, who I'm beginning to think is everyone's favourite and not me. Anyway, from John Bradley. Thank you very much. From Adam again. Cheers, guys. And myself, Gareth Hanna. Thanks for listening.